Out of Bounds. We were not too grown up to play, even though we were now tweenies. We didn't have a lot of free time during the week, with schoolwork and our growing dance timetable, but on Saturday afternoons and after church on Sundays, our, our time was pretty much our own. This is when we would scramble about in the bushes surrounding the huge grounds and make dens as close to the border as possible. There were hardly any actual fences, which made it easy for us to get out and easy for prowlers to get in. As we got older and more confident, we would edge out over the boundaries first with our dens half in and half out. Feeling a little more confident, we started to dispense with the den making and began to take long weekend walks out of bounds. Out of bounds. The sound of those words still makes butterflies flutter energetically in my stomach. Our first venture out of grounds was one Saturday viz day. Word had got out that there were millions of daffodils in a garden in the lane behind the school. Some girls had picked them to give to their mums, so our little group thought we would do the same. The countryside was still a new experience for me, and gardens without fences were fair play as far as I could see. This particular garden looked like it was just part of the woods, so we just walked in and helped ourselves to big bunches of daffodils only to be set upon by an old lady with a stick who yelled all sorts of obscenities at us. As she chased us away, our daffodils scattered all over the ground. We were so afraid. We ran and ran, not only until we were back in the school grounds, but until we were actually in our dorms. Once on our bunk beds, we laughed until we were exhausted and, fuelled by the adrenaline, plotted our next adventure. Not only were we going to go out of bounds, we were going to change into our home clothes. We could get into a lot of trouble if we were caught out of bounds, but it seemed to us that no one was really very interested in what we were up to. There were very few teachers in the school during the weekends, and the prefects who were left in charge were mostly bunking off themselves. Our little gang had grown to about six, and we were feeling as if we were straight out of an inner Blyton book. All we needed was a dog. After lunch on Saturdays, our group would walk around the path on the edge of the lawn, trying to look casual. One at a time, we would disappear into the bushes to meet at a specific spot on the other side. Then we would pull the home clothes out that we had hidden under the bushes and quickly change into them. Wearing home clothes made us feel liberated and also less likely to be reported by neighbours who knew the school uniform. To begin with, we would never go far or stay away from school for too long. But as we got braver, our outings would get longer and longer, so that sometimes we didn't even come back for tea. These long, long walks were heavenly. We would sit on roundabouts in parks, eating the tuck that we had saved up especially for these outings. Once we found a lake with a small rowing boat on it and a lake house on the other side. We rowed across three at a time, terrified of falling in and often just rowing around in circles because we were so bad at it. When we finally returned back to school at about seven o'clock in the evening, we didn't dare tell anyone about our adventures, but it was obvious to all that we had been up to something. Our skin was often pink from the sun and our hair like haystacks. Wash house. Tweenies had to do their own washing. When we were in junior dorm, 
All our washing was sent away to the local laundry, and as we were younger, there wasn't really much of it. We were in dance kit for most of the day, but we didn't sweat profusely until we started to do the more advanced ballet classes. Our sheets were still sent to the laundry, but all our shirts, dance kit and underwear we washed ourselves in Wash House, a little wooden building attached to the art room. We would spend hours at the big butler sinks in the steamy hut with our hands, one in each foot of our pink ballet tights, sturgeon bottles on the windowsill next to the radio blaring out pop songs. We would rub our pink tight encased hands together to get their blackened feet clean. We chatted away while we did this and actually enjoyed it. There was a big old mangle in the wash house. We used to crank the handle round as we pushed our clothes through it before wrapping them around the hot pipes. We managed our washing really well. I never remember it ever being a chore or a problem. Actually, the only real problem was that when we unwrapped our tights from the hot pipes, once they were dry, they were so twisted that often we could hardly get them on again. They felt horribly uncomfortable, as if your legs were being twisted in the wrong direction. As tights manufacturers started to make them thinner, they became easier to dry, and this problem diminished. These lovely new lightweight tights deserved a little more care, so we started to drape them gently across the wooden slats instead of wrapping them round the hot pipes, with much better results. I remember one day chatting to the only really large-breasted girl in the school whilst washing our tights in Wash House. She was called June, and we always greeted her with the Oklahoma song, June is bursting out all over. Sounds cruel, I know, but that was not the intention. This kind of banter was inclusive, not exclusive. In retrospect, she may have been dying inside, but we always giggled together. On this day, we were telling each other about our families, and I asked her what her dad did. Oh, he's six feet under, she replied in a casual way. Is he a miner? I asked stupidly. No, he's dead, she replied, and I was shaken to the core. I couldn't believe what she had said. The thought of a parent being dead had never entered my imagination before, and I was so sorry and embarrassed at my mistake, but she good-naturedly brushed it off and changed the subject. From that moment, she seemed so grown up to me with her huge breasts and dead dad.